Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Wild Guns for the Super Nintendo. Wild Guns was developed by Natsume and published by them in Japan in August of 1994, then in North America in July of 1995. Mm. A little bit of a stretch of time there. Yeah, yeah. But then by Titus Software in Europe in October of 1996. Okay, another about another year there. You know, it's uh, it's getting pretty late for a Super Nintendo release, even you know everywhere really. Very late. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, this game, though, most amazingly, was was a budget project by Natsume in between other major games they were working on. And this was developed by a team of only five people. Wow. Mainly three people in five months' time. That's crazy. Yeah. The three main members of the team were uh, Shunichi Taniguchi, and uh, he was the game designer and did all of the graphics. Okay, okay. You had Toshiyasu Miyabi as the programmer, and... Hiroyuki Iwatsuki for music and sound. All right. And they had all previously worked together on the Super Nintendo game Ninja Warriors. Okay. That's why they chose to make a game for the Super Nintendo. They were very comfortable programming for it. Sure, sure. Uh, And then they just had two other people come in to do odd work to help fix it up for release, basically. That's awesome. It's pretty amazing. Then uh, later in life, I think it was 2016, perhaps, this game got a remastered version for modern consoles. Okay. Where they... Upgraded some of the graphics a little bit. I think they added some like parallax movement, some better explosions. They added two more playable characters, mm-hmm. and you could play four players simultaneous. Cool. Nick, what kind of game is Wild Guns? It is a third-person gallery shooter. Yeah, it's a very interesting take on the classic gallery shooter or shooting gallery style game. Yeah, yeah. And what makes this so unusual uh, for a shooting gallery style game is that you have a character on screen who can, amongst other things, jump. That's true, yeah. So it's not just a reticule floating around first person style. You have your little character there. One of two, you get to choose at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Clint yeah. and Annie. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, borrowed Western names. Sure, sure. And functionally, they are the same character, though. They don't have any uh, physical differences between gameplay. It's just uh, aesthetic, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. Although what is nice is you can choose the color of them. Yeah, by pressing a different uh, button when you select them or something, right? Yeah. It's uh, Yeah, so you get like four different colors, you know, per character. Pretty cool. Indeed. And like I said, it's interesting because you do move a character around on the screen. And when you move them left and right, that also moves the reticule or your aiming sight. Yeah. Left and right as well. But when you move up and down, they don't they stand still. Yeah, so it does take a little getting used to. Now when you fire, your character is stationary, and then you rotate back and forth when you move your aiming sight left and right. Yes. But let's get back to that jump there because you have not just a jump, you have a double jump. Yeah. So I mean, you're not jumping on things as much as you are just trying to use them to avoid bullets while moving around, you know, safely. 
mm-hmm. and explosions. Don't forget about those explosions. <laughs> How could I? Now, uh, in addition to jumping, you also have a dodge or dodge roll. Yes. And you do that while uh, shooting. What button do you tap? Um, it's the it's the same as the jump button, but it's... Okay, yeah. yeah. You just hit left or right as well while you're holding down your fire button, and you'll do a little roll. And you are invincible during the animation of that roll. Yes. It's when you stop that you become invincible again. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I used it a lot, personally. Oh, it is... Uh, a necess- it is a necessity for <laughs> big big parts of this game, and it's a cool strategy. It, it it's really a, a concept that's really taken off in a lot of more modern games. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it adds, you know, it, it's it's just a little bit, but it, it does add a lot to the game. You know, yeah, it definitely puts a layer of strategy there that you perhaps didn't have in a lot of your previous uh, gallery style games, where your only option for not getting hit was to either shoot first or shoot the projectile out of the sky or whatnot. Right, right. But of course, being a shooting game, your main way of interacting with the world is with a gun. Yeah, P- putting the gun in wild guns. And even though it's a handgun, it's really like a machine gun because you can hold the button down and it will continuously fire. Yeah, uh, pretty quickly. Um, and it has infinite ammo. So that's nice. Very nice. But like I said, when you hold down the button, your character becomes stationary and does not move any longer. And you rotate, you tilt back and forth as you aim around the entire uh, map or screen yeah and um one thing i i meant to mention too about the roll at least i'm not quite sure about the jump because i didn't use it that much but if you have your you know you're targeted on an enemy right and you do the roll your crosshairs doesn't move it'll stay right where it was so as soon as you stop rolling you can resume shooting at that same target so that's yeah pretty that cool. is really awesome uh with jumping it does move i think left and right okay which could be useful too you know in its own time and place but you also have another uh, attack or kind of attack, not just your gun. Oh. You have your lasso. Yes, the lasso, which is a weird one, um, but pretty cool as well. It takes a minute to get used to the controls for. And by a minute, I mean half the game for me. Yeah, it was a long time before I was, yeah, uh, before I, I really decided to figure out the lasso, you know. But once you do, it is actually pretty amazing because if you repeatedly tap your attack button, mm-hmm. uh, instead of firing, you'll start twirling a lasso and it's slower than your gun so when you throw it it takes a moment to get to its target yeah but if it hits that target it stuns them and they flash like light blue yeah and what's amazing is that also works for almost every boss if you hit them in their weak spot with it yeah yeah like a lot of them that look way bigger than you might imagine yeah uh towards the end of the game that became a real big part of our strategy oh yeah yeah Uh, the problem is it's just sometimes hard to get the timing of that tap right and also, many times you will do that instead of shooting, which you thought you were going to be doing. Or uh, if you're in my shoes, some, I, you have this weird controller that I, I would accidentally activate the turbo on my shooting oh. button in the middle of a fight where I was like, wait, why? I can't shoot. <laughs> I was just kept twirling this damn lasso and it was driving me nuts. And yeah, not cool. <laughs> not cool, controller. But you're not stuck with just your normal sidearm. Uh, of course, like many shooting games throughout the levels, you will find power ups often dropped by certain characters, certain types of enemies, or found in barrels or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And they're all upgrades for your gun. Yes, sir. Uh, I think you have the shotgun, signified by an S. Yep. Uh, And most of these have a set ammo, right? It's almost always 50, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think some of them are like 35. Yeah, I think you might be right there. I, 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 yeah. 
And the ammo count is in the bottom uh, of the screen where it shows you your other stats, like your uh, points mm-hmm. and the meter we'll get to in a minute. Sure, sure. Now, the shotgun is pretty awesome because it's a big uh, spread of a gun. It's stronger and it, it hits more things at once. Yeah, very useful. Um, and, and, you know, these will change your reticule as well. So you can kind of see mm-hmm. how big it is. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, following that, we have the machine gun. And that is uh, signified by a large M. Yeah, and it's super rapid fire, you know, even faster than your normal weapon. And, uh, you know, you can really mow down some uh, enemies or, you know, big bosses with this. It's uh, pretty cool. Yes. Now, following that, we have the grenade launcher, the big G. Yes, the big daddy of the weapons here. Um, it's the strongest, right? It's it's a pretty slow. It does have an explosion to it, but uh, I, yes. I love it whenever I see it, you know. It's very strong, and the explosion is very satisfying. There's one other weapon that you can get, and that is the P, the P shooter. Yeah. And it is like the poison mushroom of this game. Yeah, it's kind of a cruel (laughs) weapon to put in the game. Like, Yeah, it's a crappy gun that's worse than your normal gun. Yeah, I I think, you know, it makes this weird sound. It reminds me of shooting, I imagine, as like a ping pong ball shooter. Yeah. It does no damage, and you just have to run through your ammo as fast as you can to get back to your normal weapon. It is pretty awful but funny yeah yeah Uh, and then finally the last uh gun you'll get is given to you when your super meter fills up at the bottom of your screen yeah and it took me a long time to figure out what was filling up that meter uh me too yeah (laughs) because the internet does not have a lot of answers for you uh no no and um it's hard to try to decipher that when there's a lot going on in you know this game on the screen so yeah you can't keep like looking down to be like did that work what what you know it's just at the end of a battle i'd be like wow my meter went up a lot this time or not very much this time i don't know why yeah and we had that same problem even when one of us would play and watch the other one i was like i don't it's not when you're killing guys i don't think or maybe it is it's certain guys (laughs) but really what it is is the meter fills up when you hit an enemy bullet with your bullet yeah which will you know it's useful to do normally because it will destroy the bullets it's a way that way you don't have to dodge you know Mm -hmm. and you can hit almost every bullet you see in the game pretty much yeah but if you do each one you hit fills that meter up a little more yeah and uh don't look for that information in the faqs about this or anywhere else uh i think i found it in like a review of the game somewhere oh okay nice yeah, I, I didn't. I just pieced it together what I was watching of a playthrough of it. And I was like, oh, now I, I get it now. Yeah. And once that meter is filled up, then you unlock the Vulcan cannon. Yeah. And it is awesome in multiple ways. One, there is no ammo for it. Right. It is just fire as much as you want, but your meter depletes. So it's a timing based thing. Yes. But in addition to that, your character is flashing and invincible. Yeah, so you can just go to town. Everything is dead meat. Because the third amazing thing about this gun is that its bullets are the strongest thing in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like the screen flashes red when you shoot and stuff. It's really pretty dramatic. And and you'll, like even bosses, you just tear through them if you can time, you know. Yeah, if you're lucky enough to have this at a boss, man, it is just amazing for sure yeah now those are the most exciting ways of dispatching with enemies but there are a couple other uh things you can do offensively in this game which is kind of interesting uh when anyone throws dynamite at you you can pick it up and throw it back Mm -hmm. and the dynamite like you know it'll land on the you know your front plane of the 
level and then you know it'll start flashing and eventually explode but once you pick it up it won't explode right i don't know it gives you a very generous amount of time but i i never pushed my luck let's put it that way i just i i know at least once where i was you know i i picked one up and didn't realize it, and then i was like rolling around and then later and i was like oh i still had a dynamite like that i i don't i don't remember it ever exploding in my hand so i don't know hmm. Hmm. well it's also cool is you can aim it when you throw it like to the left or to the right yeah yeah upwards it goes pretty pretty faithfully towards your your reticule and it is really strong it's great yeah yeah it's a great resource Uh, yeah it's always should be used i didn't even realize it uh during the first time i played through this game that you could use it as a a weapon i i mean i knew it but i was like i'm not messing with that and then later i was like well this is way easier you know (laughs) in some situations yeah yeah but then in addition to the ability to throw back that, you also have a short range attack for both characters. Uh, yes. Annie has what looks like to be some sort of bludgeon or bat. Yeah, yeah. And Clint uses the stock of his gun and you do like a swing that knocks an enemy backwards. Yeah, sometimes, you know, there, there will be enemies that will come in from the side usually that are just on your plane. So you have to, you just press your attack button. But if you're like holding it down, it's like you have to stop, hit it and then resume shooting with another press and there is a timing to it though because it's slower than say a gunfire that's true yeah so but once you get the timing down it's not hard to do and it's very satisfying yeah yeah it's got a good uh heft to the the hit when you knock an enemy back or in uh the level with the mine carts you can also knock those back yeah 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 pretty fun and then in addition to all of those it wouldn't be a on-rail shooter or gallery game without some sort of screen clearing device yeah you gotta have a bomb and so you do. You have a bomb. You can hold up to four, I think. Yeah, like four or five. I think you start with three. Um, five. You can hold up to five, and you find them in the levels uh, as you would power-ups for your gun. Uh, but what's nice is that you actually have a different animation for each of the characters on these as well. Oh, yeah. Because Clint does a old-fashioned plunger explosive oh, animation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Annie has like a... She shoots hers into the air with some sort of device. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never used Clint's, so, so um, I, I just realized it. I was like, I assumed it would just be the same. Cool. Yeah, no, he he like gets on, he like kneels down and presses down one of those old-timey plungers. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then finally, let's talk about lives in this game, because uh, one thing we haven't mentioned is that this game is a one-shot kill. Yeah. There is no health to be found. No, sir. <laughs> uh, and once you're hit, You fall over and have a pretty interesting death animation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then you just respawn right away with uh, one less life. And you start the game with two lives. Yeah. But you get them through points. Do you ever find them in the the levels? I don't think so. I mean, I never did. I don't think so either. I think you only get them for getting points. There's a certain number of points you get for killing each enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, You also can find sometimes bags of money that are points. Yep, yep. And... Uh, gems yeah yeah and and do you know at what point number you get a free life i'm pretty sure it's a hundred thousand okay uh i did notice that you almost always got one per level well at the end of the level when it gives you all of your tallies up all your bonuses and everything yeah yeah because each level comes with like a point bonus and you know you do get a kind of level select for you know like four of your six levels right that you can do in different orders and it seems like you know every time you don't select one its reward goes up so you're always getting you know you're getting almost a hundred thousand points you know it's usually at least fifty thousand so on top of what you get like sometimes you can get two ups or after a level yeah 
so it's not horribly stingy with lives it's just kind of stingy with um well i guess i, I guess it is stingy because you only have one hit so <laughs> yeah yeah uh but you can continue yeah you have infinite continues which is sure nice and it doesn't start you um in the middle of any levels or after any parts you've beaten but it starts you at the be- you know you can go back to the beginning of any level you've beaten and once you're at the selection area you know, the ones you've beaten are still beaten yeah so that's cool also one interesting thing about continuing is that your vulcan meter does not reset oh interesting it doesn't reset between levels either yeah so like it, it's weird like that became part of a strategy for me i was playing it mostly one player where i was like like i would get to this point where you know you're in the first scene of a of a level and your meter's almost full and you're like this sucks like I, <laughs> like you know it's really strategizing like when's this thing gonna hit so i can get that vulcan gun at the right when i want it you know yeah you want to be able to use it at a boss or a mini boss not at like 15 guys that roll in that are all just one shot kill anyways yeah yeah no fun and then one other thing we should mention is that after many levels, there are bonus stages. Yeah. How? I didn't get any of these. Oh, there's there's three of them. Yeah. I did yeah, not I play. I don't know what one. it is. <laughs> I read about them. We played two of them. And then if you uh, if you want to play them uh, and you don't want to play through the game again, they are the two player or one player versus mode. Mm, oh, OK, cool. So did you did you play the versus mode? No, no, I didn't. Uh, and it's just playing through the bonus levels, competing to see who gets the most points. Well, that's cool. And uh, the first one you have is your standard um, shooting gallery. Um, enemies pop up uh, made of wood and you shoot them. Cool. The second one is uh, in a mine and you blow up boulders, larger boulders and barrels with the occasional minecart man. <laughs> okay. And then the third one is um, like bugs. Like you're, you're like all these bugs are flying around, giant bugs that you're shooting. Weird. So uh, they're just uh, another way to get more points, I guess. Cool. Yeah. I Like I said, I, I didn't bump up against them, so I don't know what, what you got to do is <laughs> to, to get them. So uh, one more thing that we should mention is that there is a time limit for these levels. Oh, I was going to ask you about that time thing. What is the t- what's the deal with the timer? Okay. The, you know, like you'll have like a timer. It's usually like 30 seconds or something, right? And yeah. that's when that timer goes down, that's when the boss shows up. But not always. Certain levels also had a timer that was just like seemed to be repeating down from forty. Well, I, like I the train. I know that. Yeah, it's it's for each section of the level gets a different timer, uh-huh. and then when you um when you shoot someone, it will take a second off the timer. Okay. So that's. Uh, it took me a minute to figure that out too, because I was like, you know, I didn't understand what the timer was. You just hear it start to get close. You know what I mean? Uh, like it starts like beeping, uh-huh. and then that's when the boss shows up. So, um, I, when it resets, I'm not sure unless it's like a different phase of a level or something. Um, but okay, I um, it seemed pretty consistent with what I was when I when I was looking for it. You know? Yeah. No, it doesn't totally make some sense. But yeah, so if you just want to play, you know, you can just technically you could just roll around on the level for 30 seconds and the boss will show up. And <laughs> if you're too scared to fight the the foes, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's another just weird kind of like, oh, that's a cool touch, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. another cool touch. Well, Nick, this is a game by Natsume, and I am not familiar with too many of their manuals, or for that matter, a lot of their games, but uh, 
Well, I already know the answer to this one. What did you <laughs> think of the manual to this game? Well, I think it's uh, it's super rare, apparently, because there is not a scan available that I could find online. No, and I also searched high and low. I even had that huge dump of uh, manuals that I have gotten at one point. And mm-hmm. once again, it's on the inventory of manuals in the dump, but not in the dump. So oh. uh, I did find a link to it on a wood-fired pizza forum. Okay. Oddly enough, I was like, did I did I find it? But I think it was just some sort of weird spam trying to get me to sign up for some sort of file sharing service. Ah, oh, that's I was I was like, maybe I cracked the code. People were hiding it here in this pizza website. You're sleuthing it, getting to the bottom of this manual mystery, see? But, you know, since this was such a later uh, released game, it is a little bit more rare. And it's one of these games that people just hoard the manual. And it's, it is a bummer. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, as I forgot to mention earlier, this game is available on the Nintendo Switch uh, Super Nintendo Classics free download section. Oh, cool. Nice. So, I mean, that's why that's why I recommended it to you. But uh, <laughs> it, uh, but you'd think because of that, there'd be a little more uh, love for it online. But no, there is there is nothing to be found. So, hey, if you have a copy of this manual, be cool. Scan it in. There are a couple different projects out there that are cataloging all of the manuals for the various uh, systems. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a hoarder. Don't. I mean, yeah, you can keep the manual forever. Just share the contents of it with the world. Yeah. Please. It belongs in a museum. It does. So, Nick, then uh, I think I also know the answer to this question. What was your personal <laughs> history with this game? Uh, up till now, none. <laughs> I'd never played it uh, when I was a, a, a kid. I feel like I had seen this cover somewhere. I, I recognize the box art, so I, I yeah. feel like I definitely was like, nope. <laughs> like, just dismissed it right away. I was like, ah, shooting game, not for me. Yeah, um, and I was in that exact same boat. I remember seeing this box, but I have no other memories of it at all. So then what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, uh, I beat this game. And how many times did, did you play it? Uh, well, okay. I got, I did save state between levels. Um, you know, and I got through, I got to the second to last level, like the first day I played. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it became, it was kind of like when I was playing Punch Out, where, you know, these are pretty short levels. So I just kept playing those, that last, especially the last level over and over, because, you know, it just takes... You know, it's easy to put in five or 10 minutes and just see how far you can get. So, I mean, I probably played the last level like 15 times or something, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I also beat it and played it a couple times. I think maybe four times total. Uh, the first time just goofing around, checking the systems out, trying to see what the deal was. And I got eh, three or four levels in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my son and I sat down to play it together and we just played it through for like an hour and a half and beat it. Nice. Uh, and then we've actually gone back a couple times to just check out different things because we didn't like the first time we beat it, we didn't understand the Vulcan system. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And once you know what's coming and how to deal with certain enemies better, you can really just plow through portions of that game. Yeah. It's I mean, it's one of those games that if you look at like a playthrough, you know, it is it's like 30 minutes, 35 minutes, you know, for somebody just blasting through it. But we also um, saved between levels. And uh, early in the game, we were like rewinding because that's a feature you can do on that that system. Uh, and 
which is why you should be downloading it, Nick. Uh, <laughs> the uh, but after a while, we realized it wasn't really that necessary because the levels yeah. were so short, we didn't mind replaying them. But also because, I mean, once you get the systems down, those first few levels aren't that hard, and we really no. were just saving up a lot of lives to burn through in the second half of the game. Makes sense. All right, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game really won me over two ways. One, with its really awesome aesthetics, but also a much more satisfying gameplay loop than I was expecting. I agree with both of those statements. I was I was really coming into it thinking, well, this should be a, an easier game, shorter for us to get, you know, as we stack between bigger and smaller games. Sure. And, you know, it's on the system, so I knew lots of people could be playing it. Uh but once I really sat down with it, I was instantly won over by its uh, visual design. I do. Yeah, the aesthetics. You have a great uh, it's it's easy to think it's, it's just a Western game, you know, but it's a future Western. So you've got robots and all this cool. I think we buried that lead a little bit early on. I, yeah, I, I <laughs> now that I think about it. We, <laughs> yeah. So there's robots everywhere and you get to shoot them. And I really like the designs of the robots. Um, they all have this cool, like lanky aesthetic to them that I just love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even the characters in the Western side of it are interestingly designed. They're not just your super generic Western baddies. Yeah, I like, um, uh, I agree, yes. <laughs> I mean, you get a lot of really fun little animation touches on everyone and different characters. Um, you know, we'll probably get into it more later, but I love like one of the robots you fight, like right before he explodes, does like a timeout symbol. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty um, funny. There's these guys on carts at one point that are like taunting you and like gyrating their hips as they like go by in the distance and they're really yeah. hard to shoot. Like well, a lot of these goofy little touches <laughs> I just love. Well, and there and there are those guys that are doing it right where they're shooting it's like they're shooting a lasso at you, but it's yes. a hula hoop around their yeah. waist and they're doing that like it's uh it's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot more humor in this game than I was expecting and all of it really worked for me. Yeah, yeah. And then the serious side of it, I mean, not really, none of his schemes are really serious, but the more intense looking robots, like all look really cool. Yeah. Uh, some of them, like, what is it? The first boss? Would you fight that giant, like, mech? Yeah. Like with the, that shoots like <laughs> rockets out of its shoulders. Yeah. And it's got like, it looks awesome where I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I wish I could see more of that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, all of the robot designs, even the ones that sound dumb, like the giant crab robot, like looked legitimately <laughs> cool. It's weird because they're they are pretty fantastical robot designs, but they're also strangely like half grounded, you know, like they're not crazy. They're crazy, but not too crazy, you know? Yeah, I definitely feel like they pull a little bit of that like Art Deco look to them that you see in some like the Fleischer cartoons or mm -hmm. uh, like the robot from uh, Adventure Brothers. Well, Helper or? Yeah, Helper. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I just think it, it works really well in this game. And even the little touches of like futurism where it's like the train is hovering yeah yeah like it's just a cool little little thing around and since we didn't actually get into the manual where we normally talk about this i did find a thing that talked about the the story of this game did you yeah uh kind of um i mean the game does give you a very brief thing at the beginning right, right? but so basically uh clint is actually a space bounty hunter yeah and annie has hired him to just get vengeance for her family being killed yeah by what is it the kid family yeah, and then she says she has to be able to tag along because she's a great shot, and she wants revenge. 
Ooh, it's pretty hardcore. It is. But then this game does a bunch of other really cool things. Like, uh, it has so much fun with scale in a way that I don't remember any of these games ever doing. And, and by these games, I mean uh, gallery-style games. Yeah, yeah. Like, where you get the the really little guys way in the background that you still got to shoot or you know in those one level with the mine carts are coming in and out kind of of the background yeah i mean i know a lot of that is due to the fact that it's a super nintendo so it's got a little more processing power than older systems that had a lot of these games on it but even in the arcade you know when you're thinking about operation wolf or the terminator game there's not a lot of that um playing with multiple planes it's usually like well you've got your, your four fixed planes things can happen on yeah and this really plays with it in a lot of different ways with things that are flying, things that are in the distance, uh, little men, you know, I, and I think the graphics for all of them are really cool as well. I agree. Um, I, I think that the, the third person perspective giving you the ability to move, jump and roll like it, it adds way more than I would have ever thought. You know, uh, yeah, it it makes you feel like you, a you're more in control of your character, but you're not just, you know, shooting gallery games, I think at least at home, kind of suffer if you can't use a zapper, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like they right. were meant, you know, like in the arcade where you had a, a plastic gun or rifle or something, you know. No, I agree. So um, this helps alleviate that kind of input problem of, all right, there's an enemy on the left, and then one comes in on the right, and you got to just, well, all right, start moving the reticule. It's like, well, you can move the reticule, or you can dodge around, so you're doing something. Like, you're not yeah. just, you know, zigzagging this square around the screen. And when you first start, it does seem a little overwhelming, uh, having ha having to move your character while aiming. Yeah, and just the sheer firepower. I was really kind of, you know, I didn't realize it was like, all right, you can shoot bullets. You know, normally mm -hmm. it's like if they throw a knife or a grenade, shoot that, but you're not shooting a bullet. Right. But here you are, and it's uh, once you realize you can do that and how to use the, the role and stuff. I mean, I when I first played the first level, I thought, oh, this is going to be really hard, you know, but... Within 20 minutes, I was like, nope, got it. Yeah, and then another thing we haven't mentioned is that I would say 70% or more of the time when you're going to get hit, there's a little thing where it says, look out. Yeah, 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 and you can see little, like, it's almost like enemy target reticules. They'll, like, appear on the ground where it's like, they're about to shoot here. Get out of yes. the way, you know? Yeah, so there's a lot of tells to where bullets are going to be or if you are in direct uh, line of fire from a bullet, and all those things combined really create a feedback loop and play style that i really liked like i it reminds me of a uh, sin and punishment but a little more grounded like a okay, little more okay. controllable yeah i mean it really does get you like this is the type of game that i would think i would have to put down from frustration but i never did like even on the last level i'd be like hey, i'll just try again just keep trying like even if it even if you do really bad and suck, it's like, well, whatever, in 30 seconds, try again, try again, try again. And <laughs> they do a great job of varying the levels. You're not just stuck in one long scroll for a five-minute level. Like you said, it's 30 or 40 seconds, and then, boom, you're on to a new location, a new backdrop, a new scenario. Yeah. Yeah, and the screen doesn't always scroll. A lot of times, it's just like, here's one scene, and it'll scroll a little to the left or right, you know, yeah. barely. And that's actually the... Majority of the time, it does not scroll. It just you can scroll it a few feet to get to the edges more, mm -hmm. but it's not on rails, you know. Yeah, yeah. It does just. Uh, it's one of those slight things that just makes the game. It's like it's not really making the game that much bigger, but it makes it feel a little bigger, you know. So definitely, and there's lots of great animations just for um, the enemies, but your character alone, like the touches of when you are standing there firing and you aim to the far left or right. There are like many degrees of animation that you will 
rotate your body. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we haven't uh, we haven't really talked about the music. Um, no, it's it's pretty darn good. Uh, it's it's hard to hear because it's going to be covered with a cacophony of bullets and explosions and shouts. Yes, and that's a bummer because, like you said, it is some pretty good music. Well, it's um, it's a thematically appropriate kind of blend of like Western like guitar, like Spanish guitar or something, you know, and mm-hmm. like kind of techno music. So and, and it's, well, it's cool. I did read an anecdote where the guy that did the music, um, Iwatsuke, uh, was given a we- best Western themes CD by the, the his bosses. Oh, cool. So he's like, I'll just go off this, I guess. Well, I There are certain songs where I was like, man, these these like riffs and stuff sound really familiar but i couldn't place any of them so maybe it's just you know close enough i guess yeah exactly and then on that same note um this game is very rich in sound effects you hear like some talking lots of weird fun grunts uh the explosions and bullets can get a little repetitive but yeah you know it's a shooting game i don't know what else to tell you yeah i mean you're gonna hear a lot of that so definitely uh you know and one thing that this game actually really reminded me of a lot oddly enough was contra yeah you know it does kind of feel like the first one in the yeah. the 3d level things well not just that but it's like um you know the enemies are all going to come from the same areas every time you play the game oh yeah sure yeah so yeah. you know it kind of had me in like a a mood of like you know when we used to play contra back in our younger days together we got to the point with the first and second one where you know we knew where every enemy was going to spawn so we were just running forward the whole time and shooting to where those points would be. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this game has that same kind of thing where if you're on it, like certain bosses are nothing because if both players are ready to go and you know on point the whole time, most bosses don't even have a chance to fire back or do much to you. Yeah, there are certain ones, even one player, where I'm just like, all right, I know where I'm just going. You know, I already have my strategies and stuff set before. You know. Yeah, you they even appear and you know where their guns will be. So you're like, shoot him here. Now, now move to the gun. He's about to shoot. Nope. Now, yeah. Dodge. Like, so it, for me, I had like a, a pretty old school fun feel like that, where once you've played through a couple of times, you know what to expect. Then you can really fine tune your play versus it. Agreed. Well, folks, here we are in our level by level portion of the show. And I think this game calls them stages. Um, Yeah, sounds right. And there's only a few of them you actually have to take in order. Um, But, you know, they're so short and so brief. I think we're going to just really quickly go over every stage, at least by looks and the bosses. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, You start outside of uh, Carson City because it is a Western. Sure. And it's very traditional, like gunfight in front of a saloon, Old West Street. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even here, you know, there's a lot of like windows you can break, things you can shoot, signs like they don't always contain items, but it, it's just weird throughout the game where I'll notice where I'm like, man, I'm just just dinging up these like <laughs> walls and stuff. It's uh, pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Almost everything that could be exploded or blown to bits during your regular course of the game is like, you know, tables, windows, banisters, you name it. Yeah, it's nothing like blowing up a table. Indeed. <laughs> And then, of course, you know, you're introduced to most of your normal guys, the guys that roll in, stand up and shoot you, guys that pop out of windows, big guys that pop up and throw uh, mm-hmm. dynamite or whatnot. Yep, yep. All your classic good stuff. And then part of the way through, 
you get your first glimpse of the weird future tech of the game is like a giant like pod robot rolls out with the legs yeah is it that yeah yeah i know it opens real squat yeah and it's not hard to deal with but it is cool looking yeah i mean they're all yeah it's good stuff I know. I'll probably say that about 15,000 more times. during. Yeah, I know. I I realized I was like, I keep saying it's cool like a lot, but I (laughs) I mean it every time. Agreed. And the boss of this uh, area, the first stage, is, of course, a robot. Yes, a deadly robot. Uh, He is wearing a, he's a nice, tall, skinny robot wearing uh, bandoliers full of bullets Mm -hmm. and a cowboy hat. Yeah, yep. It's a styling uh, robot. And he's got, what, three attacks? He can do like six bullets they shoots like at the ground in a in like a row like a spray you gotta jump over that or roll through it mm-hmm. and there's like it'll shoot directly at you is that yes. from both guns or just one mm, maybe yeah uh either way or it does like that rapid fire where it makes like it kind of looks like flames it generally it goes like left to right across your plane uh, yeah that's the that's the one i was talking about the first one but it oh. does like a jump and shoot at some point as well oh okay okay but you know it's no different. That's what I like about the bosses of this game is there's no uh, boss that is just like unfair. There's always areas to run or dodge or get away from its attacks. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is I didn't know this the first time I was playing. So I was, you know, I didn't even use it. But this particular robot, they'll be back again. And it's like they're a great way to fill up your meter because, you know, their gun, you can just aim right at their gun. So as soon as they stop moving and shoot, you're like, get that, get that meter, get that meter. Uh, once you've beaten them, though, you get to move on to stage two, and you have now entered the saloon. The saloon, yeah. And it's a really cool-looking saloon. There's like a jukebox in the background, a future jukebox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of guys throwing uh, dynamite at you in here. Yeah, they're like behind a bar, and they pop up. And you got like cowboys that are rolling in in front of the bar that crouch and shoot, and they're kind of behind tables, which, hey, you can destroy. Yeah, uh, there are a pair of red robots that will fall down towards the end. And yeah, they're interesting because they, they don't shoot you until you get close to them. Yeah, so if if you can keep away and just gun them down, like generally these will come in like a they're like in pairs. So yeah. if you can just kill at least one, then you'll have like half the screen safe, and you don't even have to mess with the other one if you don't choose to. Yes, and then uh, the boss of this level is this uh, weird coward guy. <laughs> I, I love, love him. this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he spends the majority of the time he's out uh, crawling around <laughs> trying to avoid your bullets. Yeah, he crawls around and will dodge. He'll shoot at you every now and then. He'll like stop and stand up. And if you don't start shooting him fast enough, he'll get a shot or two off. Um, but he only shoots uh, like he shoots real slow. Yeah, it takes a while. So it's kind of on you. Um, this is a guy. Uh, spoilers. We'll see again. And I wish I knew about the lasso when I was fighting him the first time. Yeah, it I, makes it a lot easier. Any of these bosses that are actually, they're not a robot or a tank where you're like, wow, I can just freeze this little squirrely fella and then just gun mm-hmm. him down. But they do such a great job on his crawling animation. Like, he just <laughs> looks so snively. Yeah, yeah. Or even when, when you hit him, the way it's like, uh, uh, like it's uh, good stuff. Looks great. Yeah, uh, could be one of my favorite things in the game. <laughs> uh, and then finally, stage three of Carson City is, well, now you're on top of the saloon. That's and right. this game really it escalates things quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're standing on the roof, and this is when this giant mech that takes up the whole screen. All right, I'm assuming it's a mech or possibly just a, a very large robot. Mm-hmm. But it looks really cool. It has a small head, two huge arms, one of which has like a giant 
triple Gatling gun on it. Like, it looks yeah. really awesome. <laughs> Everything about this robot is super cool looking. Uh, it does only have, like, I think three attacks. It's got, like, a missile attack that will it'll launch missiles out of its shoulder zones. Yeah, they'll go and, out the top of the screen and then come, you know, come back in. So you have, like, a minute to dodge. And, you know, it is telegraphed where they're going to be. Yeah, you'll see it on the on the ground. So get out of there. It has this Gatling gun attack where he sprays the ground, and that's where you got to do your double jump. Mm-hmm. And then I think it also has like a, a attack where it just shoots at you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of hard to remember just because so much is going on in this game that you're really just reacting so much of the time. Well, like as you know, or like here when you're fighting this boss, right? Where I'm like, I aim at his head, right? And I just hold down that gun, and then I'm just rolling left and right when I have to, like <laughs> because it yeah. I don't have to keep re-aiming as long as you don't, you know move your target and that is his weak spot the head and you can um also freeze him if you lasso him in the head yeah which you know i'm sure that pays off i didn't really use it here though i didn't really talk about this earlier but since i did play it uh i played a two-player with my son most of the time i mm-hmm. think it's definitely easier because you've got another person to lasso people like bosses oh, yeah. i don't know if it increases the enemy account or anything like that i see I mean, yeah, I can see where having two people would be. You know, I, I kind of wondered because the screen is pretty full of stuff sometimes. So I wondered if that would get in the way, but probably well, not. Sometimes sure. very confusing, but we made sure to play as different. You could play as both Clint's or both Annie's, but I was usually Annie and he was usually Clint. So okay. I was almost always Annie myself. Uh, once you have defeated this giant robot, then you are um, well at a new screen. Yeah, now you're at the level select screen kind of where you can choose, you know, the next four uh missions you know you can choose any of them here in any order and, you want you know we actually always went what we thought was going to be the hardest ones first okay uh which by point value but now but once i realized that the point value goes up after each one you've defeated it might make sense to do it the other way so you get the most points out of the bigger levels yeah i wasn't really sure i just i just started going through them and you know wherever it defaulted to it you know so then did you start with desolation canyon I did. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Which one um, is this? Uh, this is where you're kind of like, it starts in the desert, and there are the, like, bush, cowboy bushes oh, guys, you know? You they, like, the, hide behind there. <laughs> you mean where that bush rolls in? Yeah. And there's yeah, a guy yeah. in it? <laughs> For our younger um, listeners, it's much like the bush in Fortnite. Okay, okay. It looks very out of place, and you know there's a guy in there. Yeah, it's very clear. So, you shoot all the bushes you can. There's also... There's weird robots that like fly and they'll shoot a lasso type projectile at you to stun you. Yeah, if you get stunned, it's like a 70% chance it's game over for you. Yeah, well, you got to like wiggle your controller and and mash your buttons to like break out of it. It's kind of neat. Yes. And uh, those robots do take a bunch of hits. Yeah, they do. And so it's either like avoid their projectiles while because they won't kill you. No. But um, I don't know. I, I would always try to gun them down as fast as i could but that's not easy sometimes and then there are some smaller uh cowboys in there that just come in and shoot at you uh but this this area is really quick it gets you right to the boss which is a cowboy robot wearing a trench coat yeah and he what he runs back and forth he shoots at you right yeah he shoots the ground a lot yeah and you'll see your little targets to avoid i think he throws dynamite as well right yes i think that's uh yes yes he does so i mean this is just kind of a powered up normal enemy, I think. That's how it felt to me. Yeah, agreed. And so, if there's two of you, pretty easy to burn through. Yeah. Now, stage two of this area is inside the caves. Yeah, yeah. And you got some interesting new enemies. You got some divers 
in the water of the cave. Yeah, man. They're kind of like the diver soldiers in Contra in the waterfall stage. Where yeah, they, they pop out of the water and shoot a bomb that goes up and then comes back down at you. Yeah, so you want to take them out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, the main thing about this is those stupid uh, flying robots that appear. They, they look vaguely bug-like and hover. They come in like formations. Yes. Not too bad on their own, but if, if you haven't been keeping up with the uh, swimming, diving enemies, then uh, it, it can get hairy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And again, pretty short little area. It takes you uh, like 30, 40 seconds, and then you have a boss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the boss is like a souped-up version of the robots you've been fighting this entire time. Yeah, it, and it doesn't actually attack you, but it spawns the ones as it moves around. Correct. Not very, yeah. I but didn't it, find this very tough. Uh, well, it's only tough if he stuns you, because he has that power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, agreed, um, especially two players, the second player can just be clearing out all of the little ones he summons yeah see here at one player it would be like as soon as he would get two or three on the screen while i've just been ignoring them and shooting him then I'll it's time to a, clean up use a bomb and then it'll kill everything it'll gotcha. kill him too they're, they're pretty strong bombs against the bosses you know they are once you've beaten that you're done with stage two and then you move on to stage three and it's just straight up a boss fight yeah it's just uh it's just that big tank thing right correct yeah, it has a flamethrower and some missile ports it uses against you. And the flamethrower, uh, you know, at first was a little confusing on how how when it was going to be hitting you. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a fire chain that it kind of has different heights. Yeah, it will sweep so. on the ground and in the air. And if it's in the air, you can stay on the ground and not be hit by it, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and so. in the beginning, we were trying to to like dodge roll through all the time, and it was taking way too long. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like this, this boss it was for me i was like get get the missiles out of the way immediately because then you can just avoid the flamethrower pretty easily yeah uh there's a separate area that is like a missile shooting thing you can destroy it and then like you said it's just basically dodging that flame and then shooting the turret the flames coming out of it's the way to do it uh defeat this boss and you can move on to your next choosable level and uh nick i'm guessing you chose the ammunition depot i sure did it's next on the clockwise rotation <laughs> yeah and you are in an ammunition depot in uh, stage one. It is like um, the outside of the depot area, and it has like a, a turret cannon guarding it. Yeah, pretty hardcore machine gun over there. And, and you know, this, again, it looks like Western-y, but this is more future. It's like metal Western, you know? Yeah. There's lots of dynamite throwing guys in here. And the nice thing about that is uh, you can just use that dynamite to attack them and everyone else. Yeah. Or, you know, I try to get that turret out of the way. ASAP. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it can, you know, dynamite can help you there. Uh, the knife wheeling guys do make an appearance here. And those guys are just more of an, an, an annoyance because you just have to time it right to kill them and you can't be shooting anything else. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it seems weird at what when you first see it, but it's it, it just becomes like an afterthought so quickly in the game where you're like, as soon as I see someone moving there, I'm like, all right, get ready and stop, shoot, kill. Right. And then the boss of this area is, is it the same boss of the first stage of the, the canyon? Yeah, yeah, the, yep, that robot yes. dude. Yes, only while you're fighting him, knife guys continuously come out. Yeah, so a little trickier here, but not not too much. Defeat them, and you move on to stage two. Yeah, this is more, this is like a factory-looking place, right? With, yes. like, the catwalks and, yeah. Uh, more knife guys, and it starts out with the guys that are holding shields, which is a little confusing, because you cannot damage them while their shields are down, or out. Yeah. You have to wait for I them still... to, to move the shield, and then you can hurt them. <laughs> yeah, I mean... If there's nothing else on screen and you're just using your normal weapon, I just shoot them anyways and just wait. But 
if you have a special weapon, don't waste your ammo on them. Exactly. I think that's what we we ran into. Yeah, and this here you'll see those little missile tanks. This is the first appearance. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they're pretty easy to destroy. But you want to get them right away or else they keep shooting missiles at you. Yeah, they'll either come in from the left or right, and they'll just at certain intervals keep lobbing missiles into your plane. So, Well, actually, what I said was, was wrong. They're not easy to destroy. They're easy to dismantle, like the shooting part. Yeah, yeah. you can blow off the like turret, but then, then they take the off wheels. <laughs> yeah, they go into high gear, and so they'll, they'll get out of there. But if you do destroy them, they usually have a, like a power-up or something special inside them. Yeah, yeah. And then our, our boss here is... The coward is back. Yes. <laughs> and it's the exact same, basically. Um, the only difference is I think a giant, a big robot appears to help him at some point. Yeah. So I, I usually just try to take out the robot first. And then, man, if you if you know, if you're smart enough to use a lasso, then this is probably even easier. Indeed. And then finally, we have stage three of this area. And well, it is really interesting because it is a boss and the boss is kind of the level. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this boss was super easy, I thought. Like, it doesn't really do much. It's just I keep shooting it. I don't know if... Maybe I got here with a Vulcan, but... Well, it, it was is just... like a giant mecha stingray type thing. And it has doors on it that guys will continuously come out of. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has like an orb, like a blue orb you have to hit to just to hurt it. Yeah. Uh, it shoots stun attacks at you. But again, uh, this one also reminding me of like a contra boss where it's like well you know where that orb is and if like one person can stay firing on that orb the whole time the thing mm -hmm. is dead in seconds yeah yeah and the other person cleans out the yeah i i just i think it what surprised me was that this boss like it just seemed weak like it didn't take a, that much damage to kill correct the only hard part is at the very like i think right before it's about to die when th it's all cracked up it starts dropping those sparks everywhere Oh, yeah, okay. And it's like, you just have to dodge them. There's, They're hard to dodge. You can't dodge roll them. You just have to be very exacting with your movements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so get control. After that, you've got two levels left to choose from. Did you take the gold mine or the train? I took the gold mine. And this level is in a gold mine. Well, actually, right at the beginning, you're outside the gold mine. You are on tracks going into the mine. And this one, I think, is one of the ones that really plays with perspective the most. It's one of my favorite levels, uh... Although I did replay it a lot. <laughs> You've got one tiny guy. You got one set of tiny guys crawling down the mountain in the background coming to you. Yeah, you'll see them. They'll be coming down and, and you know, you can shoot them. Uh, and at the same time, there are these like three mine tracks coming towards the screen from the center. And they can each have a mine cart come out. Sometimes they'll come right in front of you. There'll be a melee attacker or they'll come out partially and shoot at you. And if you time it right, you can melee attack the melee attacker first. Yeah, uh, which is what. But it's it, it can be tricky if you're standing right in the center of one of those tracks and they roll up there. If you're not, it's easy to not see them. Yeah. Once they get up there, like I would make that mistake because I was looking up at the little guys I'm shooting and then Ugh, and I'm like, what? And then there's like a so, like little flying ships that come in. Yeah, that will come in left or right. These like dirigibles. Uh, and then the boss is that same cowboy. Robot cowboy. Yep, and he's just as easy. He is. Uh, you move on to stage two here, and you're in the mine now. Yeah, this is where it's like there's bags of gold and just gold everywhere. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of those red robots that fall down and will appear over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Pretty quickly, you will be at the, the boss will appear. Yeah, and this is like a weird robot thing. Like, it calls down the, it has two, where they're like turrets on the end of they come out of the ceiling, but they're on like a pole or something. And yeah. they kind of swing around and shoot at you. They're destroyable. Yes. And 
at first you're like, I got to get rid of these turrets because they're, and then fight the middle part. But turrets are actually pretty slow. So if we just concentrate our fire on the the middle. Yeah, I would, I would usually like take out one and then kind of stay on that side because the turrets will either shoot like a triple spread in front of them or sometimes they will do this like long distance shot across that's like a single line. So I would just watch out for that and focus on the boss. And once you've defeated it, you move on to the third stage, which is just a giant boss fight. And it is the giant crab I mentioned earlier. Man, this boss. I had some trouble with this the first few times I got here. I can see that. Uh, you are in a room of just gold now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool looking. And this crab has a lot of things going on. Yeah, it's like it's almost the size of the screen, its body. Mm -hmm. You have like its head in front of you with these little arms. It has glowing like green eyes and a big green weak spot right on his forehead. Yes, that you can stun. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I'm sure that would have made this a lot easier. But it also has these two big like crab legs that will come in from the top left and right of the screen and either move like straight down. You know, they're attacking you, trying to hit you on your plane. Yes. So it's mostly just rolling out of the way there. And then the crab's head itself shoots bullets and stun beams at you. Yeah, and the... The tricky thing is that sometimes after you've hit it enough, it'll cover its like weak spot with its hands yeah. and start going nuts with its legs. And well, that, that that's more frustrating than anything because it's like you can't hurt him, but you can't hurt him with no. bomb attacks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if you got a bomb, save it till he covers up. Yeah. Um, but then there's like a it has like another attack after it's been hit a while where it opens its shell up. Yeah. What is it? And then it fires like a big spread of bullets on the ground. And I think like yes. you you have to do double jumps over it. I could see that, yeah. It's I don't know, there's when I'm talking about it it doesn't sound that tough, but like like it's just one of these things. Uh you know, it's one of those games where a well, one hit kill will make anything potentially, you know, you got to be 100% all the time. Yeah, agreed. I agree. By agreed, I mean I understand entirely. <laughs> uh, you can defeat this giant crab and when you do, you only have one stage left and that is the armored train. Oh, yeah. And, you know, train levels. They're in a lot of games. Yeah. But this one. A lot of Western games. This one really does its best to mix things up. Yeah, I like this level. Uh, first of all, like I said earlier, Hover Train definitely gets uh, some points in my book. Yeah, yeah. You got guys uh, in the background coming out on robot horses. Love it. That look neat. Uh, um, guys in weird old, old-timey old gliders flying in, throwing, throwing yeah. bombs at you. And as well as those buggies. Yes. They have like a gun on them. They look like a weird, it's like a future dune buggy. Mm -hmm. Pretty, pretty neat. Uh, at the beginning of the stage, you're just going to be fighting like guys pulling handcarts with cannons on it. Yeah, I love these guys because there's two, two fellas pumping away and then they have a cart like in front or behind them. That's just like a, a, a brick shooting missiles out at you. Yes. If you blow up the thing they're on, I think it has an item in it. Yeah, it usually does. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually you'll get to the train itself. And then as you work your way up the train, there's all kinds of turrets you have to take out. Yeah. Okay. So is this where you were talking about the timer resetting? Yes. I think it's like, like you know, because this stage, instead of being divided into, or, or this level, I guess, instead of being divided into three stages, it's one long one that when you clear one screen, you'll move over to the next. Okay. And that's that should be, if my theory is correct. I will, you know, should be. I'll check it out later. And the, the train itself looks pretty darn cool. There are, yeah, you know, all kinds of different turrets and missile launchers on it as you creep up through the train. Uh, and then, like you said, there's a guy you see climb out of one side and start inching his way towards the back of the segment of the train. Yeah. And if you don't kill him on, before he gets to the back, he climbs up and starts hula hooping at you. Oh, man. And, and he shoots out his lassos and 
he can shoot them so fast. Like, yeah. I hate it. Like, it's so annoying. Like, if you don't have that turret destroyed by the time he gets up there, you're in for a, a bad time. And I will say that I was very eager to find out what he did. And hula hooping at me was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's um, This was an area that I know I used a bomb. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time. Like, if you know, there's certain stages since I would just continue it, usually at least once, you yeah. know, where it's like, all right, just bomb that guy and, and move on once he gets over there because uh, he sucks. The next section is more turrets and cowboys jumping out from behind crates. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the crate sequence, yeah, where you get like five guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the very front of the train is another turret uh, with missiles. Um, but it also has like a special attack where it shoot the train itself shoots out a bunch of stun lassos at you. Gosh, lassos, man. And once you've destroyed the train, the level is not over. No, here it comes. Mr. Jetpack. A, a guy on a jetpack, a jerkwad. And this guy can be a little tough. I, man, I think the lasso would help a lot, but because, you know, he's moving fast, he's throwing dynamite and shooting well, at you, so. The problem is that lasso is too slow. Like, it, it's he's already oh, gone. hit him? Yeah. Mm. So it's just a lot of uh, just trying to hit him, because like you said, he does throw, uh dynamite at you he shoots at you he flies around he'll come down onto your front plane and then like charge you right fly yes. at you with his his pack mm. gotta jump it and then all the while there's guys in the background on horses and all that and the guy has a uh, a lot of health it seems so it's just lots of dodging in this fight nothing really no tricks yeah yeah it's it's only it, uh, it just gets frustrating because you can't it, it's hard to hit him you know mm-hmm. you know once you hit him enough he does uh, die in a hilariously explodey fashion and you get to move on yeah. to the final fight, the last set of stages in the game. Oh, yes. So, yeah, here we go. And then what this starts off where it's like you're outside a giant ship or something. Yeah. And there are two robots. And, yeah. Two more tall, lanky cowboy robots. The ones with so, the bandoliers. Yeah. You got to fight two at once, which isn't as bad as it seems. No. Kill one first. That's really the key factor. Yeah. I always would just go straight to the left. Focus on the left one. Like, if you're in that corner, it's like, honestly, the only thing that can hurt you is when he does that, like, fire spray, mm-hmm. because you can shoot all the bullets before they get there. This was an area, too, where I was like, boy, my meter seems to shoot way up when I go go through this level. Right. Uh, then the second stage is the trench coat robots, and you have to fight them with a lot of uh, machine gun turrets that fall from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those big squat robots. Yes. That come out, open up, and shoot. Um this I, I played this particular fight a ton. This stage, I remember. You know, I mean, I was playing all these levels yeah. on the last final fight a ton. But well, this and one especially our favorite, the crawling man, he returns here yeah. as the boss. Of <laughs> He's stage back. Two. So in this third part of the stage, you know, you, you can see like a door kind of hatch in front of you, and there are two kind of blown up walls to the left and right where you'll see cowboys will be rolling out from the left and right, crouching and shooting at you. Yes, while those. Missile tanks are coming behind the walls. You, you'll see the the missiles start lobbing over it, and then when they get to the center is when you can finally shoot them. Yeah, and there is a and the boss here is just a gun turret, right? Yeah, this is weird because it's um it's this like turret that's right above the door. You're shooting at it, and it'll shoot a circular pattern around you. So if you don't move, <laughs> that won't hit you. But the problem is the cowboys. They're yeah, there's, you know, cowboys and other things going on that are trying to trick you into moving. But generally, if you can if you can keep your cool and just stay focused on that thing, you can take this down pretty fast. If you do, you'll find yourself in the final stage. Ugh, you, what a stage. You versus the big bad. <laughs> and honestly, 
the first time uh, we fought this guy was the easiest time we ever had fighting him. Really? Yeah, I think just everything went our way. Uh, but okay, but yeah. I, I, and we also didn't. Um, we just kept him busy enough to where we didn't have to deal with any, some of his closer attacks. So this guy has it's a big boss. Uh, does he have a name? Do we know his name? Something kid. Well, the kid. Um, you're not fighting him alone. He's in the background, and he's got lots of things spawning. Yeah, there are there are guys spawning in the background that will shoot at you. There are two huge turrets, like yes, on the floor in between you guys, and it will. You can blow them up, but they will respawn, kind of at least once. Yeah, uh, I think more than once because I that was my job for a large part of the fight was just destroying those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I had to. I kind of gave up on that. That was my initial response. Was like take out these turrets first, but they just respawned. When I realized they were. Yeah, so I was like, you can take one out and stay on that side. (laughs) So that's what I would kind of hover on the on the right. Now, in addition to all the other the purple cowboys he brings out and those uh, turrets that reappear, the boss himself has a lot of attacks. He's got a machine gun, which he yep. sprays on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a dynamite toss. Yeah. And that's only when he rolls. So you, at least you know when that's coming. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I always try to throw him back if I can help it. But, you know, he does. He can shoot. What does he shoot? Like a thing up in the air? Yeah. Like some sort of weird he shoots bomb. his gun. Up. Yeah. And he can shoot this row of flames. Yeah, not cool. They're very hard to dodge. <laughs> yeah, this was where this fight, like, you know, there's just so much going on that it's hard to damage him. And and this was when I, I finally was like, it's the lasso. I was able to, it, it wasn't until I started trying to lasso him and then just like, yeah. all right, you're focus up on it. And he's moved slow enough to where you can lasso him fairly easily. Yeah. It's just about getting the timing to do that while clearing out enough other things to have the time to lasso him. Yeah, it's tough. Bombs can help a lot with that, you know. Oh, a lot. Uh, and then once you've killed him, you get one tiny cutscene. Yeah, pretty brief. Where, you know, you say something like, we've got you. And he's like, I can't believe you got me. <laughs> the West was fun. And then the base explodes. You escape and credits. Yeah, pretty pretty brief ending there. And during the credits, though, you do get to see a nice shot of your character is relaxing at sunrise. Yeah, it's some kind of like. You're in like a little valley or canyon, as we call gulch. them, out in the west. Yeah. Uh, and then at the very end, it says, uh, and it's real credits, I think. And then, yeah, the, yeah. And at the very end, you get the Natsume Serious Fun logo. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't know was their tag. I don't remember that. <laughs> Me either. It's, uh, it's pretty good, though. And then a classic, The End. Well, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories. Each category, a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. Me too. I I really uh, loved the sprites, the designs, animations, a lot of the simple things, a lot of little touches just made me happy in all, all of those aspects. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great looking, great sounding game. I think it's it is a bit slight, you know. There's that's the, my only complaint is that you know there's only six levels. So while on one hand that keeps the kind of sameness of all the enemies 
from being a problem, but that's still, that's my only complaint I could even level at this. Yeah. <laughs> it was that there's not many different sprites. And as far as the sound goes, the effects are great and the soundtrack is great. The only reason it doesn't get a higher score in my book is a bit of that sameness, but also that the fact that the soundtrack is just buried under all of the sound yeah. effects. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the tragedies of, of the certain action games where it's like you have a great soundtrack, but you also have lasers, so you know which one gets heard on top. Indeed. Following that is Play Control, and Nick, I gave Play Control 3.5. Hey, me too. Um, I really liked what they tried to do with all of the different inputs. Like, it's pretty ambitious, but I feel like if they just had spread things out on the controller a little bit more, things would have been a little easier. Yeah, you know, because that's one of my things. Like, in the options, it's like, you can set your controls. Kind of. It won't let you use certain buttons for certain things. I was like, oh, man, come on. I'm like, I've, I've like, got shoulder buttons here, guys. Come on. Yeah, it's like, for some reason, they're like, it's all Y, B, and X. I was like, I want, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, I can get used to it, but. Yeah, uh, I feel like if the Dodge was its own button, like a shoulder button, perhaps, left and right. Oh, yeah, that would be That would have been amazing. And then the only other downside is that the stun, that, you know, since it's a, a, not a separate button, sometimes I would engage in stunning when I was not meaning to, and that was never good. Yeah, that a separate button would go a long way for that lasso, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Next up is Challenge Factor, Nick. I went with a 2.5. Yeah, I went with a 3.0, but I think that was probably a little, little high because, honestly, I didn't know if you had unlimited continues or not. I couldn't remember since I didn't use them. Oh, I used a ton, so yeah. But it's it's a really, it's one of these games that is not too hard, you know. It's, it's usually just first time you get to a scene, you got to puzzle out the order. What, what am I killing first or whatnot, but... Because it, it really can come off as overwhelming at the very beginning because they're shooting a lot at you. Yeah. But but yeah, once you get used to it, learn your controls, it's uh, it's pretty fun, pretty fair. Yeah, and the infinite continue, the fact that you continue at the beginning of the level, you don't have to redo any of that. And, uh, you know, you do have the option of, of carrying over that um, Vulcan meter or filling it up more. Like, if you're having a really hard time, you know, you could hold off on getting it all the way full until you get to a boss if you, you know when I just kind of dance around and use that, run that timer out. Yeah, that's definitely a strategy too. I was, I was playing with at the end where I was like, I got to have my meter just right. I'm trying not to get it full until the boss or, you know, whatever. And finally we have theme and fun. I gave it a 4.5. <laughs> Me too. Is that a, is that a full mirror? No. Cause I gave challenge factor a, a different score. Uh, it's pretty um, close. Pretty close. No, I, I just said, this is a really fun game. It is, charming and the fact that they do such a great job of mixing up the levels as often as they do takes a, a formula that can usually be very stale by the time you get to the end of it and it doesn't feel that way because it's just so so many short little vignettes the game yeah exactly it's 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 bite-sized enough to where i i never got like frustrated or angry you know i just you know it was a fun one to pick up and play for 10 15 20 minutes at a time and then you can back off you know and, and even if you uh, aren't save stating like I was there. There is a level select code in the game. So there oh, you go. Cool. And like I said, this is a great mechanic, one that really doesn't get used very often. Uh, and it's a shame because it, to me, solves most of the problems I have with any kind of on rail shooter or um, shooting gallery style game. I agree 100 percent, man. I was I was, you know, I never played this game. <laughs> so I was really like, man, why? Why don't they all do this? This is great. Yeah, 
And so I'll end the show as I always do by asking you, should you play this game? I think you should. I very heartily agree. Uh, if you have a Switch and you pay for the online service, which is only $20 a month, then you have this game already for free, probably. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Try, man. Get in there. Check it and out. I will say that uh, on a personal note, this game is so much fun and such a short little you know blast that I, I think it's definitely going to be entering my rotation of like games I want to really get good at to where I can just burn through a, a playthrough. Oh, sure. Yeah. A la Contra, you know, or Super C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, good stuff all around. Next week's game will be Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy, not Mega Man 2 for the Nintendo. That is right. This is the sequel to Dr. Wily's Revenge. Yeah, so. So find a copy of this game any way you can. Grab your Game Boy, your controllers, or whatever inputs you use. Perhaps you're going to be using, um, what was that Nintendo thing you waved your arms at? Oh, the U-Force. Yes, maybe you're using a U-Force somehow with your <laughs> crazy hookup. It's uh, pretty awesome. Not. Uh, and play along, friends. That's right. And if any of you wild guns were to reach out to us, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com let us know if you've ever played wild guns if you've got the instruction manual know someone who does maybe you have a treasure map to a buried instruction manual you can send it to us there and please help <laughs> it sounds like you were kidnapped there nick <laughs> don't please worry send, send I, haven't, help. I haven't kidnapped nick we are still uh, recording from separate cities sadly so if you would like to see Nick again, <laughs> send the Wild Guns instructions manual to the P.O. box. Uh, we don't we don't even have a website, let alone a P.O. box at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to dream big. We'll get there. And, you know, one of the ways we'll get there is if uh, more people give to us at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command because it's uh, the money they give to us that makes this show possible and pays for all of our hosting and stuff. So, hey, another couple people throw in some dollars at us. Perhaps we could get a website going. Oh, man, that'd be sweet. We'd almost be legit at that point. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I also forgot to mention, you can get to us, uh, you know, if you want to send us a message or talk to us at uh, on Facebook at Cartridge Command or on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. Uh, you know, I usually let you know when a new show happens. Or uh, if you want to talk to us about the U-Force, the Power Pad, <laughs> you know, any of those awesome peripherals. You know, maybe we'll do an episode on uh, gaming peripherals at some point. There's some There's some weird stuff out there. And, um, you know, get in touch with us that way. But again, like I said, this show only happens because awesome people give money to us every month. And, and every week we thank you guys and gals so very, very much. Uh, without your support, we wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, thanks, everyone. If you feel like uh, giving us some money, you can always head over to patreon.com slash cartridge command and join those awesome people. We would love to see uh, a few more dollars come our way. Maybe uh, expand our cartridge command empire. <laughs> To something exciting like a website, no, uh, or a second, a second show. Hey, hey, two boys can dream. Yeah, yeah. But again, thank you all so very much, and as always, cartridge commandos, game on. G -g -g game on. Game on. 
There we go. Help me. Another super short episode. Yeah. <laughs>